Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We're going to be talking about the steps that Elon Musk is taking with a social media platform X. Now, Musk aims to turn X into a multifaceted app akin to China's WeChat, where users can do basically everything from bank transactions to job hunting, from live streaming to shopping and even dating. All of these developments were revealed in a recent company meeting, throwing light on Musk's expansive vision for the future of the platform. But before we dive into this web of updates, let's break down the story into more digestible parts. Now, part one is the evolution of Twitter beyond messaging, or X, if you want to call it that. Musk wants X to transcend its identity as merely a messaging app. No more tweets. During a recent meeting, he shared that the platform will soon offer a variety of features that allow users to perform an array of activities without needing to switch to other platforms or applications. He underscored the need for a single platform that can accommodate numerous daily tasks. And since its inception, X has incorporated several changes in its features and functionalities. Now, the updates from the last few months reveal a trajectory toward becoming a one-stop shop for social interactions. And recently, the platform introduced audio and video calling features, signaling its ambitious role to dominate the social media sector in the streaming media sector as well. Now, the platform has also improved its video streaming capabilities. Users can now benefit from an enhanced user interface featuring vertical scrolling, long video uploads, and a more refined algorithm. All these elements have collectively contributed to making the platform increasingly versatile. Now, Musk emphasized that these updates are part of an ongoing process. And over time, users can expect the platform to continuously adapt and offer new functionalities. And these updates will roll out in phases as mentioned in various reports from around the uh, Twitter sphere. Now, the company meeting also touched on X's role in supporting content creators like myself. And according to Musk, the platform has paid out over $20 million to creators since the middle of the current year. And the number of creators participating in the platform has also seen a substantial uptick. In the context of advertising, Musk discussed revenue-sharing schemes that have positively impacted many creators. The platform's progressive strategies are designed to attract a growing community of talented individuals. And as the number of creators expands, Musk anticipates that the payout figure will also rise considerably. Moreover, the revenue share from ads has become a game changer for many creators. With such financial incentives, X is set to become an increasingly attractive destination for content creators. Now, another significant revelation was the introduction of X hiring a feature designed to compete directly with LinkedIn. Companies will be able to post job listings, collect resumes, 
and update candidates on their application status. And Musk expressed his own history of recruiting on the platform and how X hiring will be an ideal space for both employers and job seekers. Through the feature, X aims to transform into a professional networking platform. Musk highlighted the platform's potential to become a hub for talent acquisition and job placement. And with X hiring, the company has set its sights on revolutionizing how individuals search for jobs and how companies find the right talent. And live video streaming is another feature that Musk plans to integrate into the platform. He believes that live video could be particularly useful for various public events, including sports and political activities and things like SpaceX's rocket launches of the new Starship that should be launching in a few months now. And rather than relying on traditional media outlets, users will be able to watch live streams directly from the scene. And in addition, Musk hinted at a dating feature called X-Dating. While the specifics are still under wraps, it's clear that X aims to become a platform where people can forge connections of all kinds, including romantic ones. And this proposed functionality reflects Musk's ambition to make X an all-encompassing platform for social engagement. And during this meeting, Musk also floated the idea of converting X into a subscription service costing just $1 per year. This proposed change aims to combat the problem of AI bots manipulating the platform. And Musk defended the affordability of the subscription, calculating it down to mere cents per day. Finally, the company also has plans to introduce XWire, a news distribution service that could challenge established platforms like PR Newswire. Musk sees this as a logical step considering the platform's extensive reach and the user engagement of X. Also, don't forget about X's platform for banking. We're not sure what that is going to be about in the future. Is it going to be all digital? Is it going to be crypto? Will you be able to get a debit card or a credit card through X? That wasn't mentioned in this call. So we'll keep you up to date with that as soon as we hear something. Next up, we're going to take a look at a little political talk that Elon Musk had with Rishi Sunak. Now, Elon Musk, he's hosted by Sunak in a conversation that seamlessly blends AI and government policy. Now, the stage is set against the backdrop of an AI intelligence safety summit with the prime minister facing critique for giving the floor to Musk's musings, which eclipse the summit's achievements. The British political scene found itself in an unconventional spotlight as Prime Minister Rishi Sunak took a step away from the halls of governments to engage in a public dialogue with Elon. The rendezvous, coming on the heels of a significant AI safety summit at Bletchley Park, was poised to direct the nation's attention to the UK's role in AI regulation. However, the resulting media stir centered less on the summit's outcomes and more on the spectacle that's Elon Musk. Now, Musk spoke of a world where the concept of work is revolutionized, humanoid companions become commonplace, and AI-fueled friendships emerge. While this vista was offered by Musk, it steered the public discourse, overshadowing a signed agreement aimed at tempering the fervent pace of AI development intended to safeguard human competition. Now, in the wake of the summit, criticism from political corners emerged, with Labour representatives voicing concerns over the Prime Minister's intentions. They argued that the event was a missed opportunity for the UK to assert its regulatory stance on AI. Instead, the summit's resonance was diminished by Musk's dominating presence, which some perceived as a platform for Sanak to curry favour with the corporate titan for future prospects. And on the stage of Lancaster House, the Prime Minister conducted the interview, extending plaudits to Musk without 
touching on the contentious topics such as Musk's recent decisions impacting global affairs. Antonok's demeanor during the interaction prompted commentators to question the balance of power displayed between state and corporate interests. The encounter between Sinak and Musk transcended the formalities of a typical political interview, though, delving into the social shifts impending from AI's ascension. Musk's forewarnings of job obsolescence and sentient robots were met with a blend of trepidation and acceptance by the prime minister, who maintained the importance of work for personal fulfillment. Now, the discussions also ventured into the regulatory sphere, with Musk advocating for oversight amidst his critique of certain regulatory approaches. Now, this intersection of government oversight and technological freedom underscored a complex dialogue on the future role of AI. And the conversation between the prime minister and Elon transitioned to critical responsibilities that governments hold in the wake of AI's expansion. Musk, once a proponent of unfettered tech innovation, now advocates for a more measured approach to AI development emphasizing the necessity for oversight. He suggests a, quote, referee, a regulatory body or a framework to ensure AI developments align with human values and safety. This concept of regulation is not to stifle innovation, but to safeguard against unintended consequences that could arise for such potent technology. Sanak, aligning with this viewpoint, shared his commitment to positioning the UK at the forefront of crafting international standards that would foster both advancement and ethical considerations in AI. The dialogue at Lancaster House also delved into the transformative potential that AI holds for education and for personal life. Musk, revealing a personal antidote about his son's social challenges, underscored the positive impacts that AI could have, such as offering companionship to those who struggle with traditional social interactions. This peek into Musk's private life lent a humanizing angle to him. Reframing AI is not just an economic or philosophical consideration, but as a technology with the potential to touch individual lives deeply and beneficially. Now, they both concurred on the prospects of AI in revolutionizing education, envisioning it as an ultimate patient tutor capable of customizing learning to each child's unique pace and style. Musk did not shy away from highlighting the disruptive nature of AI on the workforce. In a world where AI could assume roles from mental tasks to complex problem solving, the traditional concept of work faces an existential threat, such as a profound change that sparks a deeper question about human purpose and fulfillment in the post-labor society. And Musk suggests that the fabric of daily life may undergo a radical shift in the future, where finding meaning becomes a new human endeavor in the absence of job-related identities. The interaction concluded with a touch of levity, despite the heavy topics discussed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like jokingly acknowledged Musk's less than rosy portrayal of humanoid robots. This rare form of engagement between a world leader and a tech mogul offered an unusual but vital public examination of AI's trajectory. With Musk's predictions and Sinek's inquiries, the event captured the collective anticipation and apprehension surrounding AI 
leaving the audience to ponder the balance between embracing technological marvels and preserving the essence of the human experience. Real quick before we get started, if you want to continue to support the show outside of just listening to it, and if you want to help us grow the studio and make more shows and make the production quality better, our Patreon is the way to do it. Go to patreon.com slash stage zero. The next topic is SpaceX Starship, which is approaching its second liftoff. Recently, across an important milestone, the Federal Aviation Administration, or the FAA, has concluded its safety review of the rocket. This is an essential step toward ensuring that the Starship is ready to fly again with minimal risk to public health and property. However, the road to a second launch is not completely clear yet. The FAA is still in the process of conducting an environmental review, and it's working with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. This review pertains to the Endangered Species Act and is critical to getting the final license that would allow SpaceX to launch Starship once more. Now, Starship isn't an ordinary rocket. It's the biggest and most powerful rocket ever built. And to provide some perspective, the full assembly includes two elements, the Super Heavy Booster and the Starship Upper Stage, collectively towering at about 400 feet tall. Now, this giant has flown only one time so far, and that flight didn't go entirely as planned. And on its first test flight, the vehicle faced several issues after liftoff, including a failure in the separation of its two stages. Ultimately, SpaceX had to intentionally detonate the vehicle over the Gulf of Mexico, and the FAA initiated a mishap investigation soon after, which concluded on September 8th, but noted that additional work was required for SpaceX to secure another license for liftoff. And in light of these initial hiccups, SpaceX has been meticulous in their preparation for the next launch. Part of this involved implementing corrective actions that would impact public safety. And according to the FAA, SpaceX needs to apply for and receive a modified license that encompasses all safety, environmental, and other relevant regulatory requirements. The FAA's update doesn't stop at safety considerations. The ongoing review focuses on environmental aspects, specifically the water deluge system that SpaceX installed beneath Starbase's orbital launch mount after the April test flight. And why the water deluge system, though? The system is engineered to guard the mount from the extreme forces exerted by the Super Heavy's 33 Raptor engines. And during the first test flight, these engines blasted out a significant crater beneath the mount. And this new system aims to prevent a similar occurrence. And while the environmental review is still in progress, SpaceX is optimistic for the flight number two. The company and CEO Elon Musk have stated that SpaceX's Starship has passed all its pre-launch tests and is ready to go, pending final approvals. Now, this brings us to the topic of regulatory oversight in space exploration. A somewhat contentious issue, but one that is undeniably important. Regulatory bodies like the FAA aren't merely obstacles. They're guardians of public environmental safety. And the FAA's safety and environmental reviews serve to mitigate risks, not just to human life, but also to wildlife and natural habitats. And the role of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in the FAA's environmental review is particularly noteworthy. They're reviewing the project under the Endangered Species Act, considering how SpaceX's activities could potentially affect endangered species around the launch site. This is another layer of responsibility that SpaceX has to navigate before Starship can rise again. And with the FAA safety review concluded, SpaceX is one step closer to making history yet again. But what can we anticipate next? Well, assuming the environmental review doesn't reveal any insurmountable issues, we can expect Starship to fly relatively soon. 
And this upcoming launch is significant for SpaceX and the entire field of space exploration. Starship isn't just another rocket. It's a fully reusable spacecraft designed to carry people to Mars and beyond. It represents a critical element in the future of interplanetary travel, potentially revolutionizing how we think about living and working beyond Earth. You can put gigantic satellites in this and other spacecraft, satellites, anything in this thing. It's gigantic. So SpaceX's Starship has successfully crossed this vital milestone with the FAA's conclusion of its safety review. However, another significant barrier, the Environmental Review, still stands, and hopefully they get it done somewhat soon. The outcome will determine whether SpaceX receives the green light for Starship's second ever liftoff, or if we're going to have to wait for SpaceX to do some more adjustments. Now we're going to focus on the monumental strides being taken in the Artemis program to land humans back on the moon. With Artemis 1 successfully completed and Artemis 2 on track for a late 2024, possibly 2025 launch, the space community is buzzing with anticipation. Now, the key person responsible for this moon landing endeavor is Dr. Lisa Watson Morgan, the manager of the Human Landing System Program at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center. Now, our conversation today will look at the hurdles and the opportunities presented by both SpaceX and Jeff Bezos's company, Blue Origin, as they develop landers that could soon be making history. Now, Dr. Lisa Watson Morgan is sort of the linchpin when it comes to the mission of landing humans back on the moon. She's working on some hefty challenges, but as she puts it, right now, today, I don't see anything that's stopping us. Watson Morgan appreciates the innovation SpaceX has contributed, particularly with its advancements in rocket capabilities. Now, SpaceX's partnership with Blue Origin and Lockheed Martin, experience from their Orion program, also bodes well for the Artemis missions in the future. But the excitement doesn't come without a dose of realism. As the Senior Director of Human Spaceflight Programs at SpaceX, Benji Reed put it during a fireside chat, launch is signal and everything else is noise. The emphasis is on doing rather than theorizing, on testing rather than speculating. It's this hands-on approach that's shaping the HLS program's future. Now, the next big task for Watson Morgan and her team is SpaceX's Starship, designed to serve as the upper stage of a two-stage rocket. And tests are underway at Starbase near Boca Chica Beach in South Texas, and every test flight is another step closer to making moon landings a reality. However, Watson Morgan expresses concern about SpaceX's very tight schedule, emphasizing that test flights are critical to hardware development. Now, regulatory issues also play a role in shaping the HLS program. For instance, SpaceX is pending approval from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service due to concerns about the water deluge system added to the Starship launch pad. And regulatory milestones may seem mundane and boring, but they're very essential for maintaining the integrity of space missions and ensuring environmental stewardship. Now, it's not just about rockets and landers, though. It's about the meticulous work behind the scenes, the people that are in this. From medical kit testing to training system delivery and crew displays, every aspect is being looked into and worked on right now. And Watson Morgan highlighted that while the world is captivated by spectacular tests and giant rockets being launched, her team is working closely with SpaceX to address all mission-unique milestones. Now, this is the Blue Origin part, the Jeff Bezos part. And while SpaceX has been in the spotlight, Blue Origin is also playing a role in the HLS program. 
headed by a national team that includes industry giants like Lockheed Martin, Boeing, and others, Blue Origin is developing the Blue Moon Mark II lander, the MK2. This lander promises to be a game changer, capable of transporting up to 30 metric tons in one direction. Now, Watson Morgan and our team are dividing their attention and resources equally between SpaceX and Blue Origin. It's always good to have a backup to have two different systems in case something fails, and they're recognizing the unique challenges and technologies each company brings to the table. Now, Blue Origin is working with hydrogen as fuel, unlike SpaceX's methane, but both need to solve similar engineering challenges like propellant transfer. SpaceX's Dragon spacecraft has already been a successful venture for the company and docking many times with the International Space Station and taking numerous humans into space. Now, the insights gained from Dragon's operations are now being applied to Starship. Both SpaceX and Watson Morgan appreciate the overlap in tech and lessons that can be shared between the two spacecraft. And Watson Morgan draws parallels between the HLS program and the Commercial Crew program, or the CCP. She noted that the HLS program also borrows ideas of having unfettered access to the contractors and providers' base data to streamline decision-making and enhance efficiency. And this approach allows her and her team to resolve issues much faster, a critical factor in keeping the program on schedule. Now, as we look ahead to 2024, though, the propellant transfer demonstration is going to be a huge step forward that could significantly affect the trajectory of future missions. Successfully demonstrating this tech not only gets us closer to the moon, but also opens doors for future solar system exploration. Dr. Lisa Watson-Morgan is particularly focused on this test as it'll lay the foundation for subsequent missions, ensuring that both SpaceX and Blue Origins technology can effectively operate in lunar conditions. And beyond propellant transfers, Watson, Morgan, and her team are also deeply invested in the human factors of these missions. Training astronauts to adapt to the conditions in a lunar lander is not a simple task, and simulations are being run to prepare them for every conceivable scenario. Now, mock landers are being used to fine-tune not just the astronauts' actions, but also the technology that will be on board that they'll be using to pilot this craft to the moon. What's also interesting is the pace at which these developments are happening. With a target of 2024 for Artemis II, there's little room to delay. Both SpaceX and Blue Origin are involved in rigorous testing, from propellant storage to flammability tests within crew cabins, to make sure everything is set for these lunar missions. And these tests are becoming increasingly complex, involving not just individual components, but integrated systems, a crucial step forward for the actual flights. And Watson Morgan holds weekly meetings with Blue Origin and more frequent ones if necessary to ensure that the program stays on track. And these check-ins are more than just status updates. They're collaborative sessions of a team where problems are identified, solutions proposed, and action items are assigned and delivered. And with the countdown to 2024, right around the corner, there's a sense of urgency, but also a collective determination to make history once again. Next, we're going to be diving into some recent challenges that Tesla has faced in the stock market, which has raised questions about the stability of the EV sector as a whole. And in less than two weeks, Tesla shares have plummeted nearly 20%. And this drop has had a ripple effect casting doubt on the future of the electric vehicle industry. There's been a chain reaction of concerning statements from auto manufacturers, Wall Street analysts, and key suppliers like Panasonic and on Semiconductor. But before we get into that, 
I want to tell you about our Patreon. It's the way that we can keep the lights on here at the show. If you go to patreon.com slash stage zero, that's the name of our studio, stage zero, you can help us out and we can continue doing these shows every single day. So that again is patreon.com slash stage zero. It's down in the description below too. So what's causing this downturn? Could this be a sign of slowing demand for electric cars, or is there more to the story? Now, we're going to be unpacking this uh, issue in about five separate segments today. We're going to be exploring the factors that are affecting Tesla stock and the state of the EV market, labor unions, and what this could mean for the future of automotive technology. Now, the downturn in Tesla stock was initially triggered earlier this month when the company adjusted its growth expectation during its third quarter earnings call. This surprised many investors and was soon followed by ominous statements from global automakers and Wall Street analysts alike. Panasonic, a major battery supplier and on-semiconductor, a key chipmaker for the EV industry, also issued warnings about the state of the market. The collective alarm has cast a shadow not just on Tesla, but also on the U.S. automotive sector as a whole. Interestingly, Morgan Stanley analyst Adam Jonas posited that the billions of dollars invested in the EV sector could actually be destroying value rather than creating it. And while the traditional automotive market is also struggling, mainly due to the high interest rates, the young and vulnerable EV sector appears to be taking the brunt of these negative market effects. Now, meanwhile, the labor union situation in the United States is causing additional disruption. General Motors recently struck a tentative deal with the United Auto Workers Union following similar deals by Ford and Chrysler-owned Stellantis, and while some analysts speculated these labor negotiations could have offered Tesla a competitive edge, that theory didn't really pan out. And since the labor disputes began, Tesla shares have plummeted even more drastically than those of its American competitors, General Motors and Ford. Now, a clear picture is emerging. Tesla isn't just facing a softening EV market. It's dealing with multi-front challenges. These include labor pressures and supply chain issues alongside the macroeconomic factors affecting the auto industry as a whole. On Semiconductor, that's O-N Semiconductor and Panasonic, two suppliers for Tesla, provided the market with further signals that all might not be so well. And On Semiconductor has a substantial share in the automotive sector, supplying chips to companies with a hefty slice of global EV sales. Their disappointing forecast has had a direct impact on Tesla's already shaky share prices. Similarly, Panasonic's reduction in battery production was underscored by lower demand for Tesla's high-end models in North America. And what's particularly noteworthy, these supplier warnings essentially echoed Elon Musk's own cautious statements from earlier this month. He noted that the combination of higher-for-longer borrowing costs and slowing uptake for Tesla's Model S and Model X could potentially lower overall vehicle demand. And one can't discuss Tesla's falling stock without looking at the contributions of the suppliers, such as Panasonic and On Semiconductor. Panasonic recently reduced its automotive battery production, citing decreased demand for high-end EVs in North America. And the ripple effect of this decision permeated market sentiment, reinforcing existing concerns that Tesla premium models may not be as invincible as once thought. On Semiconductor, a key supplier for not just Tesla, but the whole auto sector further dampened investor spirits. The chipmaker's conservative sales projections revealed potential market-wide weaknesses. And the company has a massive footprint in the EV industry, 
providing essential components to the top global EV manufacturers, including leading Chinese brands. Thus, when On Semiconductor speaks, the market listens, often with worry. And Tesla's stock decline was also echoed by the dismal performance of On Semiconductor shares, which fell around 19%. This tandem slide could signify that the factors affecting Tesla are not isolated, but symptomatic of an industry-wide issue. Notably, On Semiconductor's products are pivotal in the construction of electric vehicles, mainly focusing on power management. A fall in demand for such a fundamental component serves as a bellwether for investor concerns across the whole EV industry. Interestingly, investors now find themselves grappling with the chicken or the egg scenario. Did warnings from automotive companies like Tesla and General Motors catalyze on semiconductors' cautious outlook, or was it the other way around? Now, either way, the combined impact of these major players introduces a sobering effect on the market, causing investors to reassess the volatility and future growth of the electric vehicle industry. Now, at this point, Tesla's road ahead is uncertain. The company has lost a staggering $145 billion in market capitalization, and investor sentiment seems to be growing increasingly skeptical. Not just Tesla, though. The ripple effect is being felt across the whole sector, and even among traditional automakers who are planning to go electric. Tesla remains a dominant player in the EV field, but as this recent downturn shows, no company is immune to market forces and economic realities. What this means for the future of Tesla in the broader EV market remains to be seen. It looks clear in the positive, but the road ahead is going to be far from smooth. Now, thank you again for tuning into the show today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, if you made it this far, remember to hit the subscribe or the follow button on your podcast platform of choice. It's free and takes just a second and helps us out tremendously. Each episode is about 10 minutes or less, so you can get caught up quickly. And also, please check out patreon.com stage zero to help us help you with all the latest news about Elon Musk and all of his companies. And also, please take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you in the next one. We have two more topics to discuss. One of them is Twitter, or X, and the other is Tesla. But for, let's talk about Tesla first, because it's right on the tip of my brain here. And Elon Musk, of course, is making a ton of money through Tesla, but he wants to make even more money with the brand. Now, he's a leader of Tesla right now. He's, he's confidently projecting that the company could touch the phenomenal mark of $4 trillion in valuation. So this prediction is bold. Naturally, bound to attract attention, scrutiny in both support and skepticism in the financial and automotive sectors as well. Behind Musk in this bullish stance is Ron Barron, a billionaire investor who has been a staunch supporter of Musk for a considerable period. Barron's optimism isn't restricted to Tesla, though. He anticipates even bigger returns when Musk's venture, SpaceX, opens its doors to public investment. Elon Musk has been on record numerous times saying that he does not want to take SpaceX public, though. Maybe a branch of it for Starlink, but not the whole company. So let's get back into Tesla. Tesla's roadmap to such a hefty valuation isn't based on mere speculation or wishful thinking. There are tangible products and innovations going forward. Chief among them is the full self-driving suite. They've been working on this for a while. Musk's perennial assurance since 2015 has been that Tesla is on the cusp of mastering this technology. 
Yet the reality as of 2023 is that Tesla's full self-driving remains at the level two SAE autonomous category. The aspiration, of course, is to achieve the pinnacle level five. This would fundamentally change how we perceive transport. Now, this will enable Tesla's proposed robo-taxi fleet, where vehicles could autonomously ferry passengers even as the car's owner is resting. Come and pick you up, take you to where you're going to, and another vehicle would come and pick you up there and take you to another place or back home. Um, but full self-driving isn't Tesla's only card in its ambitious play towards the $4 trillion valuation. The company's eyes are set on global domination in the EV market. This would mean producing and selling millions of EVs annually across various global markets. Key to the strategy is the introduction of new gigafactories and the rollout of affordable car models, a plan that's been on Tesla's strategic board for years. Now, Musk's vision is clear, and he acknowledges these challenges, stating, we do need to knock the ball out of the park several times to achieve that value, but I think we can. Market reactions to these projections, however, have been a little bit mixed. And while there was a surge of 67% in Tesla shares this year, they haven't quite made a full recovery from the slump experience in 2022. Now, Tesla's journey in the stock market is akin to a roller coaster ride with highs such as 67% increase in stock value. And there have also been lows, like a significant decline in October due to factors like underwhelming quarterly results and moderated excitement about the Cybertruck. Now, nonetheless, glimmers of hope persist. Recent data showcases a slight increase in Tesla sales in China, suggesting that the market still has faith. Last year, Musk made headlines with his claim that Tesla's valuation might even eclipse tech's mammoths like Apple. While the stock has seen a dip since that proclamation, the vision remains undeterred. Now, Ron Barron's take on the future trajectory of Tesla is especially noteworthy, though. In his eyes, Tesla is poised to be more than just a pioneering car company. He believes that its influence will be paramount in the battery technology sector. Drawing an analogy with Intel's ubiquitous presence in the computer industry, Barron sees Tesla as a driving force behind autonomous technologies adopted by other vehicle manufacturers. Now, if these predictions hold water and the combined visions of Musk and Barron come to fruition, a $4 trillion valuation for Tesla may become a reality, turning skeptics into believers. Now, let's move over to Twitter. This is kind of a weird one, so bear with me on this one. Elon Musk recently acquired Twitter about over a year ago, and his decision was rooted in what he perceives as a defense against a mind virus. He said this on Joe Rogan. And this term, as explained by him, signifies the modern progressive ideologies or, quote, woke thinking, which he believes has a deteriorative impact on society. And Musk's comments came to light during a candid interview on Joe Rogan. Rogan probed him about the purchase, and Musk's perspective revealed a profound concern over the direction in which modern society and thought processes are headed. Now, Musk painted a really bleak picture of downtown San Francisco, likening it to a zombie apocalypse. He posed a thought-provoking question about the philosophy that could lead to such a deterioration. He contended that ideologies, which otherwise would have been limited to niche groups and specific geographies, found a potent tool in information technology. This enabled them to spread their ideas, or the so-called mind virus, far and wide. Drawing an analogy with the dismal state of San Francisco, Musk alluded to the harmful effects of such ideologies. Rogan in agreement equated the mind virus to a death cult, emphasizing its detrimental influence on humanity and civilization. 
Now, the drama surrounding Musk's acquisition of Twitter was noteworthy. Following his initial $44 billion bid for the platform in spring of 2022, Musk sought to retract his offer. His withdrawal was based on suspicions of bot activity, which he believed was falsely inflated Twitter's daily active user metrics. However, in a twist and a turn of events, Twitter retaliated with a lawsuit to uphold Musk's bidding offer. By the end of 2022, Musk conceded and finalized his acquisition. His critique of woke ideologies is not new. In the past, he expressed concerns over the perceived suppression of certain viewpoints on social media platforms like Twitter, especially under his previous management. Now, Musk's business decisions often intertwine with his political stances. His relocation of Tesla from Palo Alto, California to Austin, Texas in October 2021 serves as an example. This move came a year after he labeled California's COVID health directives as fascist. And despite cautioning Austin about becoming a replica of San Francisco, Tesla's corporate hub remains rooted in Texas, with its engineering headquarters reverting to Palo Alto. Now, thank you so much for tuning into the Elon Musk podcast today. This episode, um, we went over a few different things, Tesla and also Twitter. And if this episode added to your knowledge and your curiosity, do consider subscribing or following us on your preferred podcast platform. It doesn't cost a thing and ensures you're updated with all of our content every single day. Remember, our episodes are designed to be concise, clocking in at 10 minutes or less. So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you in the next one.